Poop City isn't a place. It's the mediocrity of the American experience. From the perspective of two leftists reading the news, my name is Stephen. And my name is Charles. And our show is called Escape from Poop City. Let's talk about the escapes. Okay, well, if things get too heavy or we get too angry, we can trigger an escape. Which prompts a thought experiment. Like, what is the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing about you? And the most you thing about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or decide on the Mortal Kombat finishing moves of the characters from Shrek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. Who's holding you back? Do it. Do it. Do it. I forgot to tell you in the first, um first episode alice wanted me to let you know that you were all poopy butts <laughs> oh that's nice. you, i, you I asked i asked her if she She's had sorry. any questions and she said uh do they know they're all poopy butts and <laughs> so uh she just so that's she's, her question we're, she's we're right we are <laughs> saying the quiet part out loud i don't appreciate it well, it's not even it, that's the thing is like it's not even like well she's right it's like well she's stating it as a matter of fact the question is not whether or not we're poopy butts is whether we're aware that we're poopy <laughs> yeah, butts. Yeah, exactly. Are you it's aware? Really being that, like, did, aware? Yeah, did you did you know that four is the number after three? It's like, it's not... You know, <laughs> yeah, she's holding a mirror up to us and being like, do you right. know? Look, look at the question is, look. <laughs> I may be only four years old, but I know a poopy butt when I see one. Yeah, Her poopy butt discernment is way off the charts. She's in the 99th percentile for poopy butt discernment. My name is Matt Kanzanel, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And reporting live from Declab, Declib, Decolb, Decolb, De Bleak Pike, De Bleak, from Gulf Mills Road, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Sup? up buddy Hi. Do you just go to the mall all the time now that you're in king of prussia no 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 i'm pretty sure oh, i've been to the only remaining burger king in chester county more than i've been to the, <laughs> more than burger i've been to the king. mall yeah burger king yeah. Bur- burger king hmm. burger they king closed almost first- all of them in pennsylvania because the franchisee is uh bankrupt well mm. they and the only time I've really seen them is at like roadside, like like with like Roy Rogers at like the at, like on the turnpike rest stops. Yeah, yeah. They sort of occupy weird space. Where, like McDonald's is doing fine, Wendy's I assume is doing okay, yeah. and like Burger King is just resigned to you know the Blue Star Highway Circuit. It sucks because they're so much better than everyone else. There is there is a there there is a Burger King like a block away. And so we will generally go to the McDonald's that is literally at the end of our street, but Burger King has the best vegetarian options of all of the fast food places. The impossible Whopper is pretty good. The impossible Whopper is a really, really good substitute for a regular Whopper. Regular Whoppers are Mm. good and probably better. I haven't had one in years and years, but like it's impossible. Whopper very close. It's just, it's less Mm. greasy. Definitely. Does, yeah. does McDonald's have vegetarian options? What, what well, they have vegetarian? the fillet of fish. That's it. Oh, okay. So it's salad. Yeah, but that shit sucks. <laughs> vegetarian oh, menu is like it's a pile of leaves. Arby's <laughs> Arby's for Lent had a special. Uh, Sorry, Arby's for Lent sounded like a, like a mad TV. <laughs> Arby's for Lent. Uh, they had a they had like a special uh, fish sandwich that was. So good. It was, I got it like every single week. It was amazing. Welcome to the award winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. As always, the premise of our show is that we're four bros and we each bring a question to the table each episode about current events, pop culture, the universe, life, everything, anything, anything that's on our minds. We discuss it with our bros with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. But we also want your questions out there. You, from the gentle listener. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first of all, 
we've got to discuss what we're drinking tonight. Sean O'Brien, let's start with you. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking La Croix du Prieur, a 2022 rosé from the Domaine Cousin. And it's fine. It's actually like a really... So, it is in... Actually, honestly, top tier rosé. It is. It's not. It's not quite as good as Post Malone's, or I think there was like an Oregon one I had, like A to Z. I think was also really good, but it is very good and pretty cheap. So it's, it's escalated since the first episode. We went from above average to like top tier. Well, yeah. I I was I was trying to figure out how to say it in the first episode because it is genuinely very good. But I've had better. You know, I'm I, I'm at a I, I'm in a at a. Uh, I, I'm overwhelmed with options at this point. So many really good yeah. rosés I've had. That's true. That's true. Uh, Rich Sweeten, what are you drinking? I am drinking an itty-bitty bottle of uh, Sutter Home White Zinfandel. It's very good. It makes me feel like a giant, so I enjoy it. <laughs> B-5-O-Fum. There's my storybook tim hansen <laughs> uh because i did not have time uh, at any point since our last recording session to go get wine i just went down to the fridge in the basement to pick up one of the many beers we still have down there and uh now i've got a heineken hell yeah Heine. yeah another heineken for you sir it's fine Heine- heineken is fine um mm-hmm. it always tastes like it's on the cusp of going skunky Mm-hmm. But it Which always, always tastes that way. Bottle and the green bottle is supposed to prevent that, right? Like that's the, the that point. the green glass, the darker glasses are supposed to pre- supposedly supposed to prevent something along those lines. It's like, well, but you just always taste that way. Even coming out of a keg, you still taste that way. <laughs> what are you Very doing? Weird. What's wrong with Heineken? In a long time, I, 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 your description is not dissimilar to my recollection of what it tastes like i (laughs) I haven't had it in a long time heineken used to be me and my um sophomore roommates uh pre-game beer because we would practice beer pong before going out but we wouldn't just we wouldn't set up a full rack because anyone can hit cups in a full rack we would practice islands single cups and just Mm. like get our sniping down and we yeah, would practice yeah, yeah. with Heineken because it was super light and easy for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to practice with the the training weights on. It's like, it's like going to it's like guys who play basketball, with like the ankle weights around mm-hmm. their ankles. Like you're there just shooting islands all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then we we get there and they're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna put Yingling in here. And it's like, you guys chug mm-hmm. Yingling? <laughs> or no, we yeah. we would go to other schools and bring Yingling. And they're like, how do you guys chug Yingling? And they're like, how do you not like? It's, it's a beer. My, mid, my early mid twenties, I went to a bachelor party and played uh, pong with like an IPA. It was a real turning point in my life. It was a real <laughs> inflection point where I decided the next choice. day. I, the next day, I decided to sort of have like a look in the mirror and try to figure out what kind of man I was going to be for the rest <laughs> of my life. And it was not going to be somebody who was drinking IPAs like they were fucking Heinekens at, at, no. at a bachelor mm-hmm. party in the woods. Uh, on that note, I'm not drinking tonight because I'm on uh, painkillers and muscle relaxers for my back. Uh, my back is feeling substantially better, uh, but because I'm still planning on taking uh, the muscle relaxer before bed and because I took one about 24 hours ago, it is in everybody's best interest, including my organs, if I, uh, if I do not drink tonight. So I'm enjoying a gigantic cup of water and a gigantic cup of Diet Dr. W from Wegmans. Oh, oh there you go. And, and, and a gigantic... Happy birthday from us from Brose because today is your birthday. The Happy birthday! Oh shit! Mm, indeed, the big three zero. Finally, mm-hmm. you're you're Wait almost as old as, as as Jake. You're I'm older than Jesus. Older. I am old. <laughs> now I th- yeah I did it finally. <laughs> Jesus ain't got shit on me. <laughs> what did he do <laughs> after thirty two? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Just, yeah. <laughs> up and died. Oh, big deal. 33 had a great dinner party. Didn't oh, like yeah, the after party. Yeah. <laughs> gave up. Gave up to the Romans. Yeah. Well, quitter. 
He never hey, even wait. made it on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, so it <laughs> no. doesn't matter. No, 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 no. He did because Forbes wasn't real. <laughs> Forbes was Caesar. Caesar's, Caesar's 30 under 30. And he's like, there's nobody because there is only Caesar. Uh, all right, he's got a question. Uh, Brose questions at gmail.com. Of course, if you want, if you out there in listener land want one of your questions answered on the air, but uh, but who's first? Who wants to go first? Hmm. So I I Hold don't I have a question, but it's not really a question. It's just something that I hate, and I want to know. Let's go. These are my favorite. <laughs> Sean's always good for one of these. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite. I love basically it. my hot take. So I hate reaction videos. They come up mostly on Facebook and whatever Facebook's, I guess they're reels still on Facebook, but it's when somebody's just watching a viral video, it'll just be like a man split screened with something happening and just reacting to it. But like, not just like, like, like you were to put a video at my face when I'm watching the video, like very minimal reactions were like the worst one I saw. I favorited it. I'm not going to be able to find it because I have no idea where that saved to. But uh, it was a guy who was literally watching a YouTube video and recording his TV screen. And every so often would cut back to his face being like, oh, whoa, oh, my God. And it was literally him watching a YouTube video. I found the YouTube video that he was watching. Like, it was just it was just like. It's, I hate, I don't understand, I do not, and they, they all have minimum half a million views. I, or like likes. And I genuinely don't understand because like I do consume, um, commentary content, like where somebody will react to a, a video or whatever, or like a topic, but this is, it is just watch the thing yourself. Like it's. I, it, it feels like a laugh track where you're like watching someone who's like showing you how to act through the video, but it's just like, I don't know, man, why, why do you want to out of the corner of your eye seeing some dude giggling or putting their hand over their mouth? Sean, you can, you can, <laughs> you can just talk about my TikTok of me reacting to Final Fantasy 16 this week that I posted. It's fine. You can say no, this is about even, me. No, because even even in that, no, because <laughs> because that's that is those. I even understand those because that's that's been a thing forever. Where like people would post reaction videos of them, like when like game announcement or yeah, or the new Star Wars came out. I, it was huge when uh, the Force Awakens. I guess that was like the reboot reboot. Mm-hmm. When that one came out, that was a huge thing where you had people reacting to it. And it's like, I I don't mind people experiencing something that they love because I, I like I like that content because it's like I like watching people enjoy things because shit sucks and watching somebody get genuine joy because they saw like a fucking combo that they thought was dope. You know, like that yeah. that shit that shit's I'm I'm for that. But this is just somebody because it's always a comedy video like you reacting to the trailer for final fantasy 16 is like you reacting to a, a fucking um well uh, my like mine was ip that you love my, mine was actually me playing final fantasy and reacting to things i was doing in the demo it was oh yeah yeah. But, that's why i said the combo because i remember you hit yeah, a bunch yeah. of stuff <laughs> but, was, there was a dragoon and it was awesome <laughs> Yeah, um, and that that's what no, I'm into. I I totally I totally agree. I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't understand why these get viral because like you're right. A lot of them are boring, or it is just like you looking at a person looking at a video, and most times their reactions are just staring at at the screen, or it's like. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend told me to blind react to this. No, she fucking didn't. You found it, heard somebody else say that, so you're doing it now, but you already watched it, so you're fabricating your blind react. Mm. And it's like, I, I it, it's the algorithms that make no sense because I, I, I'm trying to get into that shit and I'm trying to find algorithm things that people will like and find funny and I can sometimes have things that blow up and then have things that 
have zero views and i'm like why does why does these things not work and it makes no sense and a lot of those reaction things are just boring just boring yeah i just don't i yeah i if you are not i don't know i just don't get why that why people are like yes i like this i guess they're like i like the thing that's happening next to this person who's doing nothing Mm -hmm. but like i don't i guess i'm just not like I think it bothers me because I'm like, what, what about me tells you that I would like this? <laughs> like, I just get mad every time. It's it's whatever hashtag is in that that's also in whatever else that you've watched that you do like. That's mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Somebody found a hashtag of something that you like, and now it comes to you. That's what um, I hate when it's just a wall of hashtags that have jack shit to do with whatever the video is. They're just mm-hmm. like, these are the hot hashtags right now. Yeah. Hashtag free Britney. And it's like GTA 5. I'm like, well, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I have very little to say about this. Uh, is I don't I don't get those videos frequently. When I do, it's it's usually YouTube and it's like, It'll be a reaction to like a song. It'll be like X vocal coach hears name mm. of song that I mm-hmm. enjoy for the first time, and it's always like yeah, like opera singer hears master of puppets for the first time. I'm, I'm like, first of all, I don't no. believe you. <laughs> There's no way that this is the first time this person has heard master of puppets, one of the mm. most well known you know, metal song, mm-hmm. hard rock songs, at period of like the last forty years. Um, but secondly, it's just like all right, you know, it, like it's it is. In that instance, I get it in the sense that, like, if it's a piece of art that you enjoy, you want to see what other people have to say about it, or you have to want to see somebody else reacting to it, enjoying it, and you want a professional, for example, to validate how much you like it. And it's mm-hmm. not like, so you can just be like, oh, it's not just that I like, you know, Ride the Lightning. It's because this this music theory teacher is explaining to me why it's actually a, a, an incredible composition and see, it's actually very smart. It's, it's validating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the thing you're talking about, I have very little to, uh, I, I, I'm sh- I know those exist. I, I also don't understand the appeal. I don't see it as frequently as you. So I don't have that kind of visceral reaction, but I'm sure now that I've set it into a microphone that's uh, adjacent to my phone, yeah. uh, I will start getting <laughs> that kind of stuff now and I'll just be, uh, I'll go insane. I'll, I'll go straight bananas if i we've, if I we've inadvertently like ruined your future experience <laughs> it's over yeah, yeah. don't join tiktok it's over okay. yeah, I was, yeah. yeah definitely staying it's, off of that for sure it's like i mean there's that's what there's, i said when it I comes to uh when it comes to that stuff like i i definitely have videos that come into mind that i hate but i just it's also i can't help but watch them like the what i get a lot is like an ai voice reading a reddit post with either like some sort of temple runner-esque game in the background or somebody doing a minecraft thing in the background and what about cutting kinetic sand in the background come (laughs) on i mean it's any of those things that are aesthetically pleasing to look at but you're sitting here listening to somebody reading a reddit post and all of the posts are different but all of the videos are the exact same video but I can't help but keep watching it because my brain goes to watching it and not listening. Oh, my, I do the complete opposite. I'm listening and I'm not watching. <laughs> and then, but like, I'll, I'll key in at different points. I'm like, what did I miss? And then I have to rewatch it to try to listen to it. And then I'll yeah. just phase it out again. I do. Uh, I get a little bit bummed that TikTok does this a lot of uh, often now that they have like videos that are just photos and it'll just be somebody posting like 18 tweets. And you have to like, yeah, but goddamn, if I don't go through every single one of them and laugh my ass off every single time, like this Mm -hmm. is, that is for me, like I'm going through it feeling so bad because I'm like, I am a, this is my fucking dopamine switch. You know what I mean? Like I'm a rat just hitting that dopamine switch, like being like, ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha! So quick. Pressing the button, the treats keep Give coming in. Give me that in. fucking cheese. <laughs> exactly. It's wild, but but that doesn't bo- that doesn't bother me. That just makes me feel like a little like it's just like oh, I'm just <laughs> it like yeah. dissolves the mystery of humanity a little bit. <laughs> like yeah, you're just yeah. like oh, I'm not a special thing. I'm just <laughs> you know yeah. yeah. Um, Touch it, button, it, make happen. There. 
<laughs> yeah, but I definitely agree. I've definitely seen several of those, and it's you can usually tell pretty quickly if it's going to be that kind of video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I skip a lot of them mm-hmm. often. Like even if whatever sounds like they're watching or about to talk about or listening to sounds interesting, it's usually not usually like if there's a musical component, I'll key in and I'll swipe. And Martha's like, "Ooh, but I like that song." It's like, "Yeah, but I guarantee that video is garbage." Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going back. You find it on your TikTok. This is mine. Back <laughs> um, but I think one of the things that makes it different, because um, my uh, my reaction was also going to be like, I love, I very much enjoy watching like those vocal co- those vocal coach responses and the, like musical um, breakdowns of songs. It's like you're for the first time. I do, I do enjoy when it's like, I know this song, which is why I'm doing this video, because it's going to be fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did just watch one this week about a vocal coach re- reacting to Prayer of the Refugee. And I was like, oh, I love that song. Great song. What a what a, a good song, but like, what a specific song for a vocal mm-hmm. coach <laughs> to be devoting his, t- his or her time to. And it was, what's cool is for someone who like sings, um, me, me um, different choirs, acapella groups, and stuff like that. Um, there's things that I already know about, and I like really appreciate. And then there's things that's like I know I like something about this, but I don't know what it is. Like I just this, and sometimes it's like, oh yeah, here's why it's this chord structure or this tonality in it that like blends so well or keys off this thing in the background that like I would have no fucking clue. Um. And there was some stuff that she like picked up on that. And it's like, oh, oh, is that how I get that sound? Is that how I can do something similar? And I'm like, fuck it, right. Um, but it's really cool when you have like an expert or someone who's like really proficient in their field breaking down stuff like that versus some schmuck just going. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I think that's the bigger difference for me is if it's if it's legitimately some sort of commentary or conversation or elaboration or expansion upon whatever it is a reaction to versus just, I, I think the bar for me is would your video, uh, win if somebody brought a copyright case against you, like, is your Mm -hmm. video transformative or not? And if it is, I'll probably like it. Or even like, I like, I'll appreciate it. Cause there are definitely, with those like the vocal coaches, I only watch the videos that uh, of songs that I know because I don't care what they think about, you know, some, some random dream theory Mm -hmm. side, but like, uh, yeah. So, but if you're dream theater B side is just the second half of the one song (laughs) on the album. (laughs) It's the second 30 minutes. It's funny (laughs) because the only reason I ever listened to Polyphia is because I saw somebody, uh, a guitarist responding or breaking down goat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but this sounds awesome. And then I looked up everything else. I was like, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, on the reaction videos, the proliferation of reaction videos? Shit sucks. It's bullshit. Yeah. But I think it's it's other it's other people's press button make happy, you know. Yeah, it's just other people like, oh, I don't have to think about how to feel about this. I did, I was going through my my questions here. I realized I had to delete one because I was like, oh, I'm gonna ask that question. It was I asked it the last session, not last episode, but last session. Um, I also have a note in here. It's not a question, but I just wanted to give follow up props to Sean. I didn't laugh nearly enough. Uh, the first uh, couple episodes ago when I mentioned the wildfires and Sean said they should just nuke them and I didn't laugh because I didn't hear them. It was very funny. Uh, <laughs> in retrospect, it was one of the funniest things that we said that whole episode and I didn't say anything at the time, but uh, good good job by you. Thank you very much. They should just nuke them. Like, just average, just very clean, very easy. Wipe them off the face of the planet. No big. Yeah, just, nu- just nuke the wildfire. It's fine. Um... Yeah, now I'm deleting all these. I had a whole thing about. Uh, all right, 
I have one unless you guys mine mine's a little bit more frivolous. So if you guys have a serious one, maybe we should get that one out of the way. I've got zero spoons and I like struggled to come up with the last question for the last <laughs> episode. So like okay, okay. All right. mine mine actually can play off a little bit off of uh the discussion you're just having with Sean's question about reaction videos. Um do we have enough re uh, uh rewatch podcasts? Are there like too many of those? Oh no, at this we have point? way, way, way too many of those. <laughs> like, uh, so I, I, I. The fucks of rewatch podcast. Real doctors, fake friends, with Zach yeah. and Donald watching the, Scrubs. The, the office, office girls, one, office ladies, office ladies. That's it. Um, there's These are there was things? yeah, there was one for One Tree Sounds Hill dumb. at one point. They're doing uh, the same producer who produces the Scrubs one is producing. Um, uh, one for New Girl, and then here's one that I know we all need. The main actors from Ned's Declassified School <laughs> Survival Guide have a rewatch show. Mm-hmm. Do we need these anymore? Like, did we need them to begin with? This sounds dumb. There's a Boy Meets World one. Is of there a Boy Meets World is. one? Yeah, it's with uh, Topanga, Eric, and Sean. I don't know yeah. the real name. Will, Will something is Will Friedel was yeah. is Eric, and uh, no, it was Sean Hunter. I was yeah, like I Hunter something. No, um, yeah, it, there's there's countless of them, and like I I know we always say don't yuck my yum, whatever, all that stuff, but like. This is getting out of... Once I saw the Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, I was like, this is out of hand. This is too much. I think we should stop these. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll, I'll ask. Why that one? It's... It's such a weird niche Nickelodeon show that I just feel awkward uh, that it's a thing. Because like it's it's a pre like it is a it's about mid middle school kids, and a a lot of the show is about the one kid trying to kiss the other girl or some shit like that. I remember, and it's just awkward. And these kids are now adults rewatching that. I haven't watched it, so I don't know what they talk about. But I also know that a lot of child actors, especially Nickelodeon child actors, were not treated very great. So. Like, I don't really know if this is fully a show that, I mean, the kids are doing it, so maybe they have good experiences, but I don't, it's just awkward to me. This one in particular is awkward, but like, I started finding it weird when, when I heard trailers for the One Tree Hill show, and I was like, do we need that one? Was, was that show actually that big? Yes. Um, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It was, yeah. I, it was, it was, that, it was that big, but not for me. Like I was yeah. like I was watching Scrubs, other people were watching Montreal. But I, yeah, I think it was this like, is it. It took all the people who really loved Seventh Heaven because Seventh Heaven was over, and then like boom, got you. Oh yeah, we got, we, you, got you. we caught you in our one tree arms. You were falling from the seventh heaven. We caught you with <laughs> one tree on this hill. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I'm not rewarding this behavior. <laughs> I so. I don't My think... own laughter is rewarding enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm all the me I ever need. Um, I'm my greatest fan, my biggest fan. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm my only fan. Whoops. Uh... Top top point five. Um, I think... how are they all top point five? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone. I, every... Well, I think you only. I think it is one of those situations where it's like. You're only gonna put it like you're like. Why is every uh, GPA that I'm seeing on these resumes a 4.0? It's like, well, because you're only gonna put it on if you're on a 4.0. Otherwise, you're not gonna put it True. on. True. Um. But uh, the I I think all of those shows are not for me. I think there was a time when I was like real like I w- I loved DVD commentaries like on movies that I really liked. It's the same thing as those like the reaction videos where you're watching like somebody who's good at guitar uh, comment on like a guitar track and you're like, this is, and they're like, this is why it's good. And it was like, 
you know, like you'd hear like the actors or the director being like, this is all the stuff that happened to make the scene that you're seeing and that you like. But like, I don't know. I think there's just too much stuff now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, I, I think, I, I think that stuff, it only kind of bums me out in the same way that like all the Disney remakes bum me out where it's like, just fucking find some new IP. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I just don't want to fucking revisit everything. Mm-hmm. Like there are yeah. like, there are some shows like that. Like Gilmore guys was one that was really good. And, um, but like, and the Arkham files also a great Arkham. rewatch but show. I, but like, but they both had, they both weren't the, Gilmore Guys was a guy who loved Gilmore Girls and a guy who'd never seen it watching through the series together. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're both comedians, so it was funny. And The Arkham Files was a psychologist and I think a therapist or like a yeah. counselor or something uh, I, who, would, I, who, would dis- who would like talk about the mental health uh, bend of each issues. episode of the show. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like, it's like, what does the, what, so, like what signs of, signs of what mental illness are the, is the villain showing? And so that that's interesting because it puts it puts a new perspective onto old stuff. But like, I don't really care to hear Zach Braff and Donald Faison talk about Scrubs. Like, I just liked it. I don't need to hear every fucking mm-hmm. story. Like, yeah, like I don't. I I haven't listened to the Office Ladies podcast. I do listen to the Scrubs one, and I, it is getting old at this point. It's getting old, and I'm like, all right, I. I don't really care anymore. I don't like, I love the relationship between Zach and Donald. And what I want is for them to not talk about scrubs. And I just want to hear them talk about stuff and their life because they have a great dynamic. They have a great friendship, but the talking about scrubs, especially since they're on the second to last season and the last season of scrubs was horrible. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just like, all right, I, this is a 1.5 speed podcast at this point. Um, I'm just losing, and if there's ever any, like, they have been doing, because they both have projects they're working on, they've been doing re- re-releases of old episodes, if they do any of those, I'm like, I'm just flat out skipping it, I don't need to re-listen to this episode anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it's like, it, it, it has come to a point where I'm like, alright, maybe, we, maybe during the pandemic we needed this, but I don't think we need this anymore. Give me new shit. Well, they get harkens back to most of these shows. I, you know, the shows that you were citing are like, you know, it's Scrubs, it's Boy Meets World, it's the Nick Ned's Declassified School Survival <laughs> Guide. Uh, like, all these shows are like 10, 20, 30 years old, and they harken back to possibly the last time that we had a true monoculture. And now the shows that everybody is so easy to be segmented and to be really obsessed with the show that like the person next to you at the office has never heard of, or the person that you're friends with has never heard of or mm-hmm. something like that. But like scrubs was a huge hit and it was still at a time when most people, if you want to watch TV, you just watched cable. Uh, same thing with boy eats boy meets world. So it works because it is like the last central thing. Like now, like my, my wife and I watched the show upload on Amazon prime. Have you guys heard of this show? No. Yep. See, okay, so you so Rich hasn't heard of it. Tim has, Sean has not. Yeah, I know I watched it. Oh, you watched it? Okay, never mind. All right, all right. I do so, really yeah, like the main actor in it. Like, I haven't watched the show, but I've seen him in multiple things, and I Robbie, enjoy him as Robbie like. Amell. Yeah. All right. Oh, Robbie example. Amell. Um, Wait, is that the one where yes. he's dead? Yes. Oh, he's I've dead. heard of it then. Yeah, I just haven't okay. watched it. I've heard of it then. All right. It's not necessarily a great example, but I would reckon that Upload is not nearly... <laughs> As popular, well-known of a show as Scrubs was back in the day, as Boy Meets World was back in the day, as any of those shows are. I mean, I mean, Game of Thrones might be the next, last, well, like, but I th- show like that. I think you're mm-hmm. this. It, this also isn't the best place to do that experiment because we're all, for the most part, very much in the same bubble of internet. You know, very so catastrophically like, online. Yeah, well, and and like all of the algorithms are good enough that a show like upload will at least be advertised to all of us. Yes. Because we all, you know, it's just like, well, we're all similar of similar. We're all white dudes of similar age. Right. And he'll probably like, it's it's basically a USA show. Like it's basically a USA show, but I am on prime and they curse. 
Um, it's like so, they know it, I like USA shows. Crazy. Huh? It's, it's bas- <laughs> like the, the main dude is basically the guy from Psych. Oh, man. So, Love that uh, show. James Roday, get me some. Give me a James Ro- James Roday, Dulé Hill. Give me them. <laughs> yes, please. There's, I think that's why you see the rewatches of the old shows. And I think also you get the rewatches of like the, the post-show reaction podcasts mm-hmm. as well for a similar reason. Because, again, we have so there- many segmented forms of, of media with so many shows and so many fandoms and people can watch whatever they want and go down whatever rabbit hole that they want. You can't go to the water cooler at the office and reliably bank on the fact that you watched the episode of the same show that somebody else did. You can talk about it at the office. You can't really do that unless you watch again, one of the only shows left that did this game of Thrones or live sports. Those are the mm-hmm. two things. Uh, uh, that's yeah. basically it that you can count on reliably. And so, in lieu of that, in lieu of having that like water cooler talk, you're like, well, I guess I'll do this water cooler talk simulator podcast <laughs> that does that does that is people just talking about it immediately after the show because you can't have that actual in person engagement. There's too much segmentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was. I think <clears throat> I don't know if they still do it, but Night Vale was doing uh, an after show or an after podcast whenever they would release a new episode they had a like a listen an after after episode podcast for each episode and i'm like i love this show but it, do we need that like yeah no it it's kind of funny matt that you're talking about like the different parts of the internet that we're exposed to and we probably have seen a lot of the same things or at least advertised to us um i upload um, I don't even know if this is actually a good segue, but I thought it was funny today. So I started watching a show. I yesterday I watched the ad for um or the trailer for the live action One Piece, which I'm pretty sure is going to be a hot steaming pile of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, despite all of the efforts that they're trying to put in, there's a reason that animated things are animated. Uh, but besides the point, I'm I'm watching it. And it's like, all right, I'm not expecting to know most of these characters, or or these actors. I know all of the characters, obviously, because I'm a nerd. But <clears throat> I see the guy playing Luffy, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And then to yesterday, yesterday, I started watching. I'm poking around on Netflix because working from home didn't have anything to do, but also couldn't leave my computer. Uh, and I started watching a show called The Imperfects, and one of the main act, one of the main characters, is that guy. And I was like, "Oh, didn't the show come out like three years ago?" <laughs> so like, I knew this show existed, had no idea who this guy was, and then I watch a trailer, and the very next day, I start Voila. watching a show with him, and I'm like, "What <laughs> the fuck?" Voila. I feel like I've heard of that show before, The Imperfects. I don't know how I feel about it, but it definitely passes the time. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on the rewatchable show? Like the show that's straight up called the rewatchables? It's it's dumb. It's a dumb. I, I Rich, you were saying like, oh, we needed this in 2020. I always thought it was dumb. This premise has always been dumb to me. Like you want to do behind the scenes. Like these are some things that happened. Cool. But just rewatching the show and talking about the show, I think that's dumb. We also used to have that on DVD. They called director's commentary. Exactly. Yeah. What that's Sean what was, I was talking into. about. It's like for yeah. a whole movie or just like nah. here, here's here's like half an hour of commentary on this season or something like that or mm-hmm. an hour on this season. It's like, cool. Do that. Don't just like we're going to go episode by episode. It's like, yeah. no, give me the cliff notes. Give me the big funny stories that actually matter, not that just like, oh, I hated this episode. This take was dumb. Yeah, there there has to be. I don't know. I it's that those kind of podcasts make it so you don't have to do any editing. Like you can just say everything, you know, like Mm -hmm. because like if it were if it were even just each season, like you could I, I assume you could get enough content out of 26 episodes, 22 episodes or whatever into an hour but like, there's no way that every single episode of the show something notable happened. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Yeah. That's just not how life works. Like sometimes yeah. it's just going to have been like it could be a great episode, but it was very routine. Everything went according I, to plan, and we all went home happy. 
Mm-hmm. And I we mean, knew I'll, it was going to be good. And we paid he, the Teamsters fairly. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt Perry wasn't coked out of his mind that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a content creator myself, I can tell you there are episodes of things I've made that I'm like, you could just skip that one. Nothing happens. Like except except the Brose podcast. There are except no the Brose podcast. Every single Always episode. No skippable episodes. Goals. If you missed any of the previous 474 episodes we did, you're not going to understand what we're talking about in this one. Exactly. S plus mm-hmm. every time. S plus. Mm-hmm. All right. Sean asked one. Rich asked one. Tim, you're. My understanding is that you're on fumes for for these yep. sort of the questions today. What's, what's your question, Matt? You got a question just burning to be asked. I know I do. I this one's just a gripe. Why is the share my location button right above block caller on iPhones? <laughs> uh, see, it seems like you're playing a little bit of roulette there with your big fat thumb. And you're just like, Don't oh, want to talk to you. This. To here I am exactly here. Yeah. Is it, well, is it, the only numbers I'm blocking are like telemarketers or, or spam phone calls and why would I want to share my location with those people um, so they know to avoid you yeah they, they know exactly <laughs> where I'm like they know it oh that's where he is ignoring us right now <laughs> he said he was uh, out he's at home what the hell send a, send a carrier pigeon um I don't know we're running a little bit long so I don't want to ask one of the serious ones uh what's your hottest musical take I should, I should say, hottest music take. It doesn't have to be about like about Oklahoma. It, it doesn't have to be about Oklahoma. It doesn't have to be about anything goes. Cre- Greece isn't that good. <laughs> no. Yeah, you also can't. Well, you, you can be Greece isn't that good, but you also don't have to sing it. You can't be like, I think Beyonce is trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I my hottest my hottest take is that I uh, I do not care at all about Taylor Swift. I okay. I think I think she has some fine songs like mm-hmm. I, and I'll listen to I'll listen to them. Um, what's that one? That it's me high on the problem. That song that's fine. It's a good enough song. But if I never heard it's it funny. again, high hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had never heard that song again, I would be fine. I don't like. I don't wish any ill will towards Taylor Swift. Obviously, I I think she's you know she's doing. She's doing her thing and brings a lot of people joy, and that's great. But she, I don't I, she just does, just does absolutely nothing for me. Like I just don't, I don't find, uh, I don't find the the her lore interesting. I is that one of her albums I, too? That's like a devil thing. Uh, no, I don't know. I was, <laughs> oh, folk folklore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but uh, but like I don't know. I just don't. She's just. I think. I think she's probably a fine artist, a fine pop artist, but I just don't, I don't know. I just don't get it. And I, I don't, I don't think she, I do not think she's bad. I don't, it's not like, I'm not like, ugh, you listen to Taylor Swift, but like, I just don't, I don't understand. And I have no desire to. Like, I've, I've not heard anything that's like, oh, I should probably listen to, I should probably give her a shot. You know what I mean? Same. It is very much music that is not marketed towards the four of us in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And not oriented towards it, which is fine. It doesn't have to be. It's not, yeah, not, it's not everything has to be for me. I just do not, I think, I don't know, for the amount of impact that she seems to have on the musical space as a whole, I just don't, I do not care about it. There was a, the weekend that she had her show, or I guess she played a couple shows in Philly, right? Like she mm-hmm. had like two solo mm-hmm. shows. So there was, a, there was a station my wife listens to. I can't, I, I don't think it was 104.5. It was like one of the top 40 stations and they just turned the station over to taylor swift music for the whole weekend and i was like so it's not enough that you blocked up all of broad street you also blocked mm-hmm. up the station for for three days fuck that like deep 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 cuts off of her new out i don't know so, uh no I, I like that one i like that one what else <sighs> red hot chili peppers annoy me I agree with you. That's a good take. Also I think good. I tried to like them in in high school. They were like Weezer What's... for me. Like I think, <laughs> like the lead done... singer is a fucking weirdo. And honestly, the only two people in the band I like are Flea and the drummer. Uh... And Flea is also a weirdo. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when you make songs about the things you're seeing outside your tour bus, it, it kind of does get old fast. 
Unfortunately, that tour bus does is permanently stationed in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Scabba dabba dooba. Scabba dabba dooba. Lottie Buddy Diego. Hot little lady from the city, San Diego. <laughs> Boom. Six billion dollars. Right there. Beautiful. Actually, you won't make anything out of it, though. Like, you, you yeah. like you, you can post We're that gonna on We're going to get copyright strike because that'll be inexplicably a song that I mm. accidentally sang. No, what will happen is you'll post that Hey-o, onto listen YouTube. to what I say You'll post that onto YouTube, <laughs> and then a reaction video will get more views than you will of your song. It'll be Anthony Kiedis laughing at me. Exactly. Like, ha, 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 you don't understand, but I'm actually a millionaire off of that shit. Mm-hmm. Is he back to having a creepy fucking pedo stash again? Probably. I know John. I know Drew. Uh, John Frusciante's back in the band for like the fifth time. Good for him. Yeah, he's, he's the yeah. Be- he's the best guitarist that they have. Yeah, the music <laughs> immediately gets good as soon as he comes back. Better than Dave Navarro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that's a good take. I I think. I, again, the Red Hot Chili Peppers—they're like they're like kind of in my lane. They're in my lane adjacent, but I just have no time for them. Mm-hmm. I don't want it, this to just be the hater session, but I do think that it's very easy to have a hot music pick that's just being a hater. So I'll just <laughs> add onto the fire and say that the next time I hear a Pearl Jam song will be too soon. <laughs> I I I I agree with that. I don't think that's quite a hot take. I think no. a lot of people agree with that. Stop I think there's a lot of people disagree. Guys... I think Gen yes. X Gen X would disagree with you hard. Uh, of course they would. Yeah, but I no, I think because, because they look at Pearl Jam and they say, yeah, they're the same band as Led Zeppelin. Well, it's because yeah. most of their names are Jeremy, so they they're like, all right, I love this song. Me, I, I've had many a Wawa closing night where we've just had arguments about Pearl Jam being garbage. <laughs> And it's always just like the one guy who's like three years older than me. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I understand you can't understand the words, but he also makes them up every time because he doesn't actually fucking know the words. I was like, that's bad. Can yeah. you see that that's bad? The, mo- the most tragic part of the uh, Temple of the Dog backstory is not that they started the band as a tribute to a to a late friend. It's that Eddie Vedder sang way more often than Chris Cornell did. Oh, that they looked at the two of those singers and they were like, "Let's get, let's let Eddie sing most of these songs." Yeah. Such garbage. Chris Cornell. Yeah. Chris Cornell with a five octave vocal range, not interesting. Fucking rip. No. Yeah, yeah. No, Pearl Jam, I think, gets by on like maybe they're like three songs that are absolute bangers, like that are all timers, good songs, like Black. Absolutely sure. unreal, good song. Uh, Jeremy is fine, but at the, like, I've heard it way too. As, as you were I, talking about it, I was in my head. I was just go. Jeremy, yeah. but Jeremy at the time was un unrivaled because it was like it was an exploration of school shootings and Columbine had just happened. Like it was like huge. Uh, but like that's wait, all wait, I can think Jeremy of. Jeremy school shootings. Yeah. Wait. Oh, Jer- Jeremy came out like five years before Columbine happened, didn't he? Oh, didn't it? Did it? Yeah. Oh, my Wasn't God. Wasn't it about a guy who killed himself and the mom was really pissed because they didn't fucking know him? I know he's got a violent backstory. I don't think I had to do with yeah. Columbine. Uh, well, no, but I'm saying, but it was like it was like of that time in that like school shootings were like sure. becoming a thing. Like they weren't like, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I'm sure school shootings happened before that, but I, I think they yeah. like entered the conversation around this uh, time in the 90s. It was, it was a kid who killed himself in front of his class. Uh, in 91 uh, brutal gotcha, gotcha. um yeah black is a great song jeremy i could stand to never hear again alive yeah. i could stand to never hear again yellow lead better is a good song old lady that one with the really long title that's like old lady old lady behind the uh the counter that's a good like they have a lot of like very good songs but they have so many they're like kind of verging on like foo fighters territory like where the Foo Fighters have not made a song that I care about in the last like decade and a half. Yeah, and it's like Pearl Jam hasn't made a song that I've cared about in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's yeah. 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 But I I, I I think the Foo Fighters are a better band than Pearl Jam. But uh Oh, oh agreed. Oh, oh. 
So, so it reminded me too. So first of all, I was going to say, I'm going to step further and say, I'd rather listen to Stone Temple Pilots because Scott Weiland is just basically taking the piss out of Eddie Vedder. Uh, <laughs> and it's great. But my other one, I forgot that this is actually my hottest musical take is that I'd rather listen to the wallflowers any day of the week than Bob Dylan. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'd rather listen to Jacob Dylan than Bob Dylan. That, take, that take is so hot. Ah, yeah. It burned me. I have to get skin grafts because of that take. Jacob Dylan is a limited singer and he knows he's a limited singer and he works within his range and he writes great Tom Petty-esque songs. And Dylan is just like, I'm going to try. I'm Bob Dylan. Let me me be clear. Benito. Let me me be clear about something here. That's a song that exists. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Uh, I think Bob Dylan is an incredibly talented, skillful songwriter. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite songs ever is Wagon Wheel by the Old Crow Medicine Show. And I like it so much because Bob Dylan doesn't sing it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the song and then stood back and let somebody else do it. So, Attaboy. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And Jacob Dylan's mm. such a pleasant voice, too. Listen to the show. He put an album, uh, Glad All Over, like 10 years ago, The Wallflowers did. Great album. Very underrated. Anyway. I'm, How about you, I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to think of one. Like, I kind of have one, but it's also going to lean into a question that I had prepared for this session I wanted to ask. So I don't really want to say it. Um... So I don't I don't really know if I have like a, a like a true like uh music hot take. I mean I, I will go with the initial, but I think a lot of people agree that Grease isn't really that good. <laughs> like musical your musical take. Yeah, it's my musical take. Grease is a great musical. It's not that great though. Like it, mm, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Grease Are we talking about the movie or the actual musical? I've never seen the actual musical. I'm talking about the movie. Okay. I mean, you're still wrong, but I've also seen Grease a million fucking times, way before I was old enough to understand half of what was happening. <laughs> since most of it is about like, is she pregnant? Uh oh, we're only in high school. How's that work? <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Did you hear her say no? Yeah. So. Yeah. That um, talk about problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, I don't. I can't really think of any. I mean, I've said them in the past. Like, I I didn't think uh, um, Offspring is as good as people say it is. Oh, that's because uh, you're wrong. That's because yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> this is supposed to be hot takes, not bad takes. Oh, Rich, that's right. It's because you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, the Offspring, oh, Offspring, Offspring 2 have not made a uh, album that I care about since um, Splinter. Mm. Rise- like the one that had uh, that Panic at the Disco song on it? <laughs> Rise and Fall, Raising Gra- Rage and Grace. There yeah. are some, I there are that some- album and rocked that album for like a full summer. Th- there are some really good songs. Uh, what That one that shit is fucked up. That song is so funny to listen to now. That song's very funny. Hammerhead's a banger too. It is. That is it has, I learned that riff. It is so good. They, there are very good songs on that album, but I just think like, I just don't care about it and I forget that it exists. Oh yeah. It's very um, that's very of its time offspring album like just mm-hmm. like we're gonna do shit that we heard on the radio for an album yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah I, I I can't I can't think of any any other one right now so we got the offspring take and we got uh the the offspring. I love the, the offspring so when I was um I don't know how old I was of maybe in fourth grade for mm-hmm. Christmas my parents got me a um. A CD player, like like one of the old like like it wasn't a boombox, but it was like our version of a boombox. So it was like reasonable. It was an eighty pounds, and it it was powered by four D batteries. D batteries, but but it did have a plug. Hell yeah, it had a plug. Uh, but they got me. I think they got me four CDs. They got me the hits from 1988, which is the year I was born. I don't remember any of the songs on it except for Don't Worry, Be Happy. 
they got me a bunch of like horror music songs. Like it was like a general like theme CD that was like music from horror movies. It had like Werewolves of London. It had Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. It was just like a bunch of weird songs like that. And then uh, they got me the Rugrats, the movie soundtrack with uh, Angelica singing uh, singing a song. Um, and then and they got me Americana by the Offspring. Mm. <laughs> such a weird mix yeah, of music because i because my my cousin had gotten it for her birthday and she was a couple years older than me i think she was in high school or like Ooh, like eighth grade and i was like oh i want to listen to that because that's my cousin is old and she likes music <laughs> and it is to this day it's such a it is a great album like it is yep. uh, it has pretty fly for a white guy which is like their most probably most iconic track but like a ton of other really good songs and uh, yeah, so I ride or die. I the Offspring is a band that I, that I I have a lot of love in my heart for, but I don't really listen to that much. Like I think they're I think they're fine. Right. I think they're a good pop yeah. punk band. Formative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I like them in the way that I like like George Carlin, where I'm like, oh, I see w- what he led to, mm-hmm. right? and I appreciate that. But. Yeah. Fully, I understand not the offspring. Not liking the offspring is not, I don't. <laughs> I think I understand. Dexter Holland has a very uh, yeah! it's an, a, an acquired taste of. Listening to sing, so listening to sing when she's got issues is like a, is a, like a, his voice on that on that on that song particularly is like a cardinal offense. <laughs> what, what he did, I uh, yeah. I hearing that, I just remembered my probably my biggest music hot take. Uh, I think uh, Skiba Blink One Eighty Two was much better than any other Blink One Eighty Two. Oh my God! Two, I know. <laughs> Basically, unless well, you count the d- drummer that three. was before Travis Barker. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, it was Dude Ranch Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, but no, that I, is. I, I, you just stopped my heart with how bad I thought Skiba. I so, thought <laughs> Skiba was better than friggin' uh, I, Tom DeLonge. I think it's objectively true that Matt Skiba is a better a singer than Tom DeLonge, <laughs> but the songwriting, this is, it's not, and this it is, is my not Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan take. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, without question, Matt Skiba is a more able singer than, than Tom DeLonge at this point. But from a songwriting standpoint, I, you simply objectively empirically cannot stack up the stuff that was on Enema of the state dude ranch, uh, self-titled and take off your pants and jacket up to, California and the the one that was the Rainbow album where they I don't know I don't remember any of the songs in that one mm-hmm. like, I can't remember any of the songs in one of the two <laughs> albums that they did with Matt Skiba. I mean yeah. I will also admit I haven't listened to as much Blink White eighty two as I ever thought I did, but from what I hear and like the only reason I think of Tom DeLonge Blink White eighty two is to make fun of Tom DeLonge. Where um, are you? Where are you? Yeah. But yeah. other than that. I just I I I've always not liked his voice. I've always thought it was annoying. And when Skiba Welcome to Punk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like find yeah. me a punk singer, like an actual punk singer whose uh, voice Bat isn't Mike, f- terrible. Paramore. Like all of them uh, are Haley just like, Williams. Ah! Haley Williams. Or just like Paramore, Paramore is also not punk. Uh, uh, well, they were I've... like in that genre at the beginning. Uh. Mm, I, would, I feel I feel like they were a great pop. example of the transition into punk pop. Sure, I am determined. We are will, the kings. Oh yeah, no. I will, like I am that, determined to think of a good pop punk singer, and I will get back to us in the next episode because would, we are, would, I, yeah, I I am strictly just saying I mean, punk. Oh, like pop singer, punk. There's really a lot of very oh, good singers. Oh, okay. Because that's Actually, very, I I do know uh, this uh, Laura Jane Grace against me genuinely like chris cornell type of singer like not i don't think she is a like the best singer but i think she does have a really good voice and range that is pleasant to listen to like i think she could sing a bunch of different types of songs you could not stick tom DeLong in uh any other band and it make any except for angels and airwaves i guess and boxcar racer (laughs) and have it make any sense like tom Mm -hmm. is just it's just not that i think I think against me slash her solo stuff. I think she is a genuinely good singer. I don't think she's she's the best, but I think she's good. 
I think that's it. She would she mm-hmm. she'll she'll be my vote for best punk singer. Yeah, if you're I'll think of another proficient one. in punk, like you're you're kind of not doing it right from an aesthetic standpoint. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say Greg Graffin, but that's another one. A guy who just sort of knows the limitations of his voice and doesn't try to do anything mm-hmm. weird with it. But they also have good vocalists in general in Bad Religion. Like they just have a lot mm-hmm. of good harmonies in that band. So, anywho, uh, Tim, you're off the hook because we went so long on our three <laughs> questions that we're not going to make you ask a question unless you want to. I don't. Are you sure? Yep. If you were to ask a question right now, what would it be? Can we end the show? <laughs> there we go. Good question, guys. Can we end the show? Tim, Tim very prompt Hanson. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, let's do it. No, remember? I was gone and you guys became punctual. That's what Matt said. <laughs> I don't remember that. I wasn't paying attention. Punctual. Yeah, roll, the tape with the roll the tape. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. Uh, anyway, that's it. We're going to end the show then. Tim's making us stop, guys. Yep. Fine. Area, area fun hater Tim Hansen wants to stop doing podcasts. Damn straight. Yeah, straight. The Brose Podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including the one you're listening to it on right now. You can follow us on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast or Facebook at Brose Podcast or Instagram also at Brose underscore podcast. And if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, you can email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Vogel Art Shop on Facebook. That's V-O-G-E-L. Or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for plugs and Twitter handles and all that good stuff. Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, guys, check me out on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts. And uh, you can now find all of my content for the moment at YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash at B Walnuts. I am making the move there for live streaming and Let's Plays uh, for at least the next month or two to see how things go, to see if things change, and uh, I'll let you know from there. Also, check out, because I forgot to talk about it last session, PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, uh, where we uh, have been talking about Nick Cage movies and are probably talking about something different now because this is like three weeks from now. How about you, Sean O'Brien? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HeyHSOB. You can follow my Frisbees on Twitter at OBDiscGolf. And uh, if you uh, need an air conditioner and are in the South Jersey slash Philly area, you can go to tinyurl.com slash airconditioners2023. You fill out a form. And if available, they can provide you with a window unit to cool whatever living space you have. And if you want to help Mary and friends uh, be able to purchase these air conditioners. Uh, you can contribute at opencollective.com slash funds hyphen y'all hyphen Philly. Tim Hansen. I'm not going to overdirect you this time. I'm just going to give you a knowing nod. You know what to do from here. So because right? I give you the knowing nod. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Oh, you're so Ooh. close. <laughs> uh, Matt Kaz, am I going to be smart by being stupid? I'm going to hit the stop record button. Oh, wait a minute. Darn, we wait forgot. <laughs> we forgot to ask Tim what his Twitter handle was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen. Uh, if you're in the Philadelphia, Southeast Jersey, honestly, anywhere on the East Coast, we'll drive for fun. Um, area looking for it's some mu- coast, Tim. it is uh Don't looking for some musical <laughs> dude I'll, we'll go to maine fuck it um looking for some musical entertainment in the genre of acapella renditions of all your favorite music of today and yesteryear look up after the bar at atbphilly.com uh, or after the bar on facebook you can email them at atbphilly at gmail.com it's a bunch of local Philadelphia area gents who uh, have come together to sing wonderful songs. We got Elvis. We've got, uh, I think there's a blink 182 song in there somewhere. We've got mashups of, 
of John Legend and Maroon 5. We got music all over the spectrum. If you want something special for your special day, we can accommodate that too. We do weddings. We do, honestly, just you you want us to come sing, just fucking hit us up. Unless it's Frank Sinatra. Unless it's Frank Sinatra. (laughs) No Frank Sinatra. We already told you we we sing Elvis. Yeah, we're very clear. (laughs) And as the rules clearly state... You can't do both. <laughs> I am 99% sure we also have an arrangement of Frank Sinatra's song. I was just being you an ass. do the king of rock and roll and old blue eyes. It's impossible. <laughs> Toads, but we will, do po- we will do Possum Kingdom by the Toadies, and most of you don't even know who the Toadies are, man. I oh, man. know what Possum Kingdom is. That song's um, on, my, on my liked playlist on Spotify. That song slaps. It's a fucking great song. Um, and if you enjoy our mirthy, uh, wonderful, witty banter oh, here at the Brose Podcast, uh, <laughs> then you may enjoy our bo- our, our uh, West Coast bros, Stephen and Charles, over at Escape from Poop City, bringing you some news uh, news of the day, some hot topics of the day, giving their leftist takes on them. And uh, if shit gets too heavy, it might trigger an escape and bring some thought experiments to the table, like if you had to come up with some Mega Man bosses based off of the websites of yesteryear, why would Wiki Man beat uh, Jeeves Man uh, and all these other wonderful ideas? So, uh, like I said, if you enjoy us, go find our bros at your favorite podcatcher for Escape of Poop City. I like that one. Dogpile Man would be a nice villain. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. all the search engines into one is great. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at mkaznell. That's M K A S Z N E L. And my plug for this week, uh, as this is being released on July 11th, uh, is the Krista Makes a Podcast uh, show with Krista Makes of Less Than Jake. By the way, uh, we were talking about Grease earlier. Less Than Jake once did a whole album of Grease covers, just very straight ahead punk punk uh ska uh <laughs> covers of the songs from greece but krista makes a podcast uh featuring krista makes of less than jake uh discusses the ins and outs of songwriting with a variety of guests from the world of music he's had fat fat mike on uh he's had uh john oates from hall and oates on uh and the reason i bring it up is because the episode on july 17th i have it on good authority uh that in addition to having the interviews he also highlights uh, a new up-and-coming musician in each episode with a song and having a good authority that someone that we know uh, very well will be highlighted on the July 17th episode Ooh. of Chris Demakes podcast. So Chris Demakes, D-E-M-A-K-E-S. Uh, it's it's Tim's acapella group, but only if they do New York, New York. Okay. So <laughs> Chris Demakes a podcast, D-E-M-A-K-E-S. Chris Demakes a podcast. Check it out. And particularly check out the July 17th episode. Not, not a link, a link. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire action moves team. My name is Matt Gasnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Happy birthday again, Matt. Happy birthday. You fool, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm.